0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back To another episode of Dee's Diary Let's go ahead and get started Everybody's got a story One that is molded them into who they are So here's my story Ups and downs, good and bad Take from it whatever lessons you choose. And if it doesn't pertain, just leave it. Come listening as I share my diary. Because this is Dee's Diary. Dee's Diary. D's diary. So after we've been introduced to our drill instructors... They give us all the rules for that day or for the rest of boot camp because now they're in charge of us for the next three months. So they explained to us how, especially for the nights, (laughs) we can't sleep under the um, covers. And I mean, we went to boot camp during the summer, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But we couldn't sleep under the the covers for the first few nights or so. (laughs) So everybody woke up it gets somewhat cold and uh, we woke up to where the drill instructors ran in the squat bay at like 4am they were yelling lights wake up wake up wake up and they're like tapping everything hitting the bed cause all the beds or racks that we had were metal bunks so they're just hitting the rack and they're like get up get up get up get up lights wake up wake up wake up Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, and they're counting. And mind you, just imagine waking up to that level of stress. <laughs> I mean, it's already 4 in the morning. It's pitch black outside. And you're sleeping probably in your third or fourth dream by now. And someone just yanks the light up and just starts banging everything. You wake up and you jump. And as soon as you wake up, because they had told us the previous day that when lights come on in the morning, you run to the front of your uh, bunker stand up there so they can take attendance or whatever so everybody goes to sleep on like um goes to sleep with their green on green so it's just the undergarment we wear under our camouflage uniforms so it's green shorts with green shirt tucked in i mean you know your regular underwear and bra underneath that but so you're standing up four in the morning in front of your bed like, brighten your eyes, and you gotta keep your eyes open, your hands by your side, and just staring straight. And they're just counting down. <laughs> and I remember the first day, someone on one of the top racks, um, it was hard for them to get off. So, the drill instructors, both of them just wearing over there, they were just yelling at her, get down, get down, well, you can't even jump over, you can't even jump over all that weight over you. <laughs> like, they're, they're ruthless. So... The girl finally gets down and they're like, when I tell you to, you're going to run back to your, because everybody's camis at the time is hanging on the back of their rack. You know, your pants and your uh, blouse or whatever. So they're like, when I tell you, you're going to run back and grab your uh, pants and run back to the front and go 109876 and you run and just grab your pants. And as soon as we got to the front, we're all standing there. Someone starts putting it on. And the general instructor rushes at them, did I tell you to put it on? Or did I tell you, you know, they're trying to teach us instruction, basically, because in the military, you have to follow instructions. You have to, because at a certain point, it could be life or death situation. So she's yelling. She's like, no. And the general instructor's like, no. How about no, ma'am? And so they're, like, going off on her. They were like, you know what? Since we can't follow instructions, when I tell you to, everybody's going to put their pants back on the rack, and then we're going to come back to the front. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, so you put your pants, I mean you're just probably for about 30 minutes so you're literally just running back and forth putting your pants there. If one person doesn't follow any of the instructions literally they make you do everything over again. Because you know how the theme is with boot camp, they're basically trying to break you down and build you back up And so whatever it is that you need to do in the military. So yeah, so we're basically running back and forth and trying to get our pants, put our pants back, get our blouse, put our blouse back, and we just, like I said, doing this for about 30 minutes. So we finally are able to follow instructions where we get our pants and and get our blouse and, you know, um, and basically get ready. So we're all waiting for the next instructions and the drill instructor's going around, and she just happens to go to our racks and she sees that the same recruit, you know, that's what they call people who go to boot camp and you haven't become a Marine yet. So the same recruit she, when, when she went to sleep the previous night, I guess she snuggled under her covers and <laughs> you know, she just didn't follow the instructions. So as the drill instructor was walking um, she was like As she was going in and out of the racks to see if anything had been messed up, she was like, oh, so you went to sleep and you had a good dream, huh? And she was telling everyone, why didn't you hold your fellow recruiter accountable? You know, basically, didn't we tell y'all y'all couldn't sleep under the covers? So she was like, oh, since everybody wants to go to sleep, this is what we're going to do. When I tell you to, you're going to take off your blouse and put your blouse back. And she starts counting down. So we all had to take our blouse and put our blouse back. She's like, you hey, when I tell you to, you're going to take off your pants, the little camouflage, and go hang it back. So once again, we finally got our full uniform on. Now we're taking it off. So we go ahead and we take it off. And, and she's like, now we're standing to the front, just how we woke up at 4 a.m. And she's like, now when I tell you to, you're all going to get back under your bed. And you're all gonna go under the covers. Mind you, most of our racks are already made. Military style. Everything's folded where it needs to be folded and everything like that. So she was like, When I tell you to, you're gonna go under your racks, lay down, we're gonna cut the light off, and we're gonna start this all over again. Next time, when you see your recruit doing something they're not supposed to be doing, you're gonna correct them. So She's just like, When I tell you to, get back in the rack. So she starts counting down, and we all get back under the covers. The covers, we didn't really get to sleep under that night before. So she was like, I want you to take that covers and cover yourself. So everybody was covered. She was like, all right, now I'm going to cut that light off, <laughs> go outside, and we're going to start this all over again. And everybody, by this time, we're like, my God. You know, and we <laughs> we were like, when she goes outside, when she cuts the light across, we we're all like, so our other recruit, we're like, why'd you get in the covers? You knew the instructions. And this recruit was just kind of like, I don't care. And we're like, oh, no. Looks like we're about to suffer for this girl. So we're all laying down. In the drill instructor comes back, put the lights on, and they start yelling. 10, 9, 8, seven, eight it's five, four, three, two, one. Lights, get up, get up. And they start hitting the racks again. And now the most annoying part about this situation is when we were about to be done putting all our uniform on, we were going to make sure our rack is still neat and everything like that. Now we actually have to go through military style fixing your bed. Like, that's very annoying. You're using rulers. You're measuring the creases, how you fold everything. And you we could have all avoided that because our bed was semi-already made. We just had to pull the sheets and do whatever. Anyway, so that morning routine alone is draining. Once we were done with that, like I said, because now they're trying to teach all of us to march. They're putting us in order, you know, what platoon or what, um, not platoon, what squads we're going to be in. So this bit pretty much your position. That's pretty much your position for drilling unless you're like, um, unless as you get more into training and they put you with your height or your squad leader or anything of that sort. So we're like still new to uh, marching you know <laughs> some people's ability to move opposite hand opposite feet was not uh, was not really up to par so that took us a while to catch on to but overall throughout um, boot camp the same story remained we walked everywhere and we always had a backpack on all I can attest was when I left boot camp I was like a twig as most people every every night After you take a shower and put your undergarments on. They have a scale at the front of the room that they have to weigh you in. Because there are a lot of things that can get you dropped from boot camp. One, you can quit on your own. You're like, yeah, I'm done with this. Which therefore you can never join the military again. Two, if you don't make it, uh, if you don't make the right weight. So in the military there's certain height and weight stainers. And so... In the beginning, let's say if you weigh in at the front of the room, you know, one of the drill instructors will be looking at the scale and then they'll call one of our recruits to be like a scribe, or the writer, and they'll put your, your weight for that night or whatever the case is in the following night. So if the drill instructors, you know, when you stand up and the drill instructor asks the recruit, oh, what's her height? And she'll be like, oh, she's a 5'3". And then before the recruit gets on, she's like your your weight standard should be no more than so and so. So if a recruit gets on who's like five three, and her weight is like one forty something, she's overweight. And you can also get dropped for being underweight, like you have to gain weight to be within the standard. So you get on the scale and you're above. The jones could be like, "Oh, I see a fatty." I see a fat one. <laughs> she may not make it through. Like I'll tell you, these people are ruthless. So you would go every night, they'll be trying to tell you what your weight is. So it's not like you didn't know. And you already knew what the standard was. So if you get on, you see you're a little over something, you're like, oh, no, I got to fix that. So you could get dropped for, like I said, not being the proper weight, quitting on your own, an injury, an injury, you can get dropped or you will get you, depending on the injury, you can either get, um, dropped out the military as a whole, or they would just take you back to a recovering section where you get to recover, but you would drop to a platoon that's starting later. So you won't still be like within our group. You can get dropped if you don't make it to the rifle range. So if you don't make the shots you need to shoot and everything like that, you could get dropped for that. And then you can also just, um, Get tried for disciplinary reasons or getting caught doing anything you're not supposed to be doing or anything illegal. And, um, yeah, so basically those are all the reasons. So you have so many factors that you had to try to make sure you meet or they were going to let you go. And, um, you know, every morning we would wake up the same 0-4 a.m. We would go do physical training early in the morning. So you would go sometime you'd go on a run, on a mile and a half run. So they're training you to do all this stuff because at the end of boot camp, oh, that's another thing you can get dropped for if you don't pass your PFT. Um, at the end of uh boot camp they test you on that and if you don't pass it uh, your physical training you can get dropped for that as well. So every morning they were like you were running everywhere, you were walking everywhere. I think throughout boot camp the three months I was there. Because the Marine Corps boot camp is three months. I think I remember being on the bus maybe about three times the whole three months. And that was either because they were taking us somewhere in the rifle range and we all needed to just go there as a group and somewhere else. But literally, you walked everywhere. So I definitely understand the power of walking and running everywhere to lose weight. Like, You know how in the regular civilian world, you're driving everywhere. You just come from eating a big bowl or something and you just get in your car and drive to the store. Like There's no walking unless you set it like 30 minutes aside a week to go exercise. But I definitely understood that value of walking and running that whole time in boot camp. And the thing is, you're not just carrying your body weight. You're carrying you, your pack, your big old pack on your back. And if it's something pertaining to rifle range or something of that sort and you're carrying your your uh weapon with you so you have so much you're carrying plus your own weight you're bound to lose some body fat and um and this one drill instructor and mind you at this time i'm still thinking these people are robots because their ability to just be intense all the time exhausted me and this one drill instructor um she She's eight. She was Asian, and I always used to think like, "Oh, this lady has it out for me." It's, it's like every drill instructor would like pick their target or targets, and they would like deal with them throughout boot camp. So I used to get it for everything. It is basically like they tell you they're like, "Hey, come do sit ups," or you know, "Come do push ups," or "Go run, go run." You know, basically they just tell you about to go exercise. On your own so she would just be like, Hey D, come here. Go to the front. Yes, ma'am. Get down and give me 20 push-ups. And you're just like, in your head, you're just like, what the heck did I do? But you don't say that out loud. Because if they have to explain to you anything, you're going to add more to that. So you're just like, alright, ma'am. So you're just dropping doing push-ups. Your girl's fit. That's all I know. And um, I remember one time in boot camp, my recruiter played a joke so I woke up that morning because I spent my I think 19th birthday in boot camp so we had woken up at 4am and we were all standing in front of our uh, beds, the same routine and the drill instructor, you know, she's yelling lies, everything, she stands to the front and she was like I, what she said, I smell it in the air that it's someone's birthday today. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm hoping it's someone else. Or, you know, she was like, yeah, I feel like it's a birthday. I feel like we should bring out, and mind you, this how they crack jokes. She's like, I feel like we should bring out a birthday cake and celebrate this. And she was like, don't you think? And then she called my name. I was like, no, ma'am. This recruit does not believe you should celebrate the birthday. So then she was like, are you sure? Because I feel like I really want to celebrate this birthday. I'm like, man, this recruit is sure. She was like, no, I can't let you go without celebrating your birthday. And we all know what that means. She was like, make it to the front of the room. So I get to the front. She was like, everyone, let's sing happy birthday to this recruit. So I'm like, oh, maybe she's just genuine, you know, but in boot camp you learned that it's not the case. So everybody's like, you know, happy birthday to you, happy birthday. And I think in, in between like the third, happy birthday to you. She was like, lock it up. Makes me, sweetie, shut up. She was like, and then she looked at me. She was like, you think we're here to celebrate your birthday? You think this is about you? Get down. Give me 20. And then she's counting 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. She was like, get your back sit up sit up sit up sit up and then she probably did this on for about two minutes and then i'm like oh my gosh and i'm thinking to myself how did she find out i mean i know they have all our birthdays and everything but they're not skimming through to see whose birthdays for today so then when we're done doing all that and mind you everybody's like trying to hold their bearing because they don't want to laugh and i'm just sitting there like how the heck did this lady know so then when she was done she was like i hope you enjoy that birthday cake I hope it went all the way down to your stomach with them sit-ups. I hope it blew out your candle the right way with all that breath you was losing. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, ma'am, this recruiter enjoyed her birthday. She was like, all right, that's how you celebrate a birthday. She was like, now go back to your rack. So I went back there. And then she was like, and when you get a chance, tell your recruiter, thank you for calling to tell you happy birthday. in my head, I'm like, that, oh, my goodness. He set me up. (laughs) And, um. You know, it was just, it was a lot of adventures and stuff that happened. one thing I can really thank the Marine Corps for, you know, in boot camp, they teach you how to keep pushing. Like, they really teach you how to keep pushing. Because at a point in time, also, I was like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, this ain't it, you know. And like I said, you kind of forget that's not the whole Marine Corps. That's just training. But you just be thinking, like, if all these people are like this, I don't want nobody just sitting there yelling all the time, so I remember one day we were all exercising outside and by this time I think it was like a like the whole uh battalion like the fourth battalion uh the fourth battalion's like the the female training area of uh Paris Island or whatever. So we were all exercising together and mind you, you know, in the Marine Corps, there's all these ranks, but at that time you still don't understand who's who, what rank is what, they're still just teaching you to it. So I did not realize that day when we were running, you know, the battalion commander, she's like the commanding officer of that battalion. So she's the top. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her rank. You know, she was all wearing her regular exercising clothes. So, we were just kind of walking. You know, she's kind of going to everybody. How do you like boot camp, everything? By this time, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Because I'm like, all this yelling, all this running around. So, I never, I hadn't said it out loud yet. So, you know, she was walking next to me. She seemed real nice. So, she was like, hey, how you liking boot camp? I was like, ma'am, this recruit does not want to be here. She was like, oh, really, why is that? And then I just I just thought she was listening to me and my feelings, you know? So I'm like, man, this recruit is stressed. <laughs> like, man, this recruit is stressed. She's like, oh, okay. And was, she was like, you sure you don't want to be here? I was like, yeah, man, this recruit does not want to be here. She was like, what do you want to do? I was like, this recruit just wants to go back home and just be stress-free. She's like, oh, okay. She was like, I definitely understand, but don't you think you should push through? I was like, oh, yeah, you know? but this recruit just wants to be done. And then she was like, oh, okay, I understand. And I'm like, oh, someone finally listened. So she she's like, okay, one minute recruit. So she calls one of the drill instructors over. She was like, hey, can you uh, have a talk with this recruit real quick? And then she was, and the drill instructor like, yes, ma'am. And I'm like, oh, yes. She's letting them know I don't want to be here. We're about to talk about this, man. My drill instructor took me. She was like, oh, you want to talk to the commanding officer and express your feelings, right? So we got feelings now. <laughs> she goes off on me. I'm thinking, like, these people ain't loyal. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody loyal. So she went off on me. I had to finish my training that day. And every time I seen that lady, there was no trust. Just couldn't trust her. And we just continued training and... um you know, we went through, we had to do the rifle range. Man, I kid you not. Them girls from, I think, I don't know what state she was. She was from somewhere country, this Caucasian girl. Cool. She was real cool. When we went to the rifle range, most of us hadn't shot weapons in our lives. You know, we we ain't been hunting. We We haven't lived that type of life. I kid you not. We got to the rifle range and this girl was just loading the weapons. This girl was just loading the weapon, just pow, pow, hitting the target, pew, pew. You know, like Kevin Hart, pew, pew, everything going down. And and we we're looking at her like, man girl. And she was like, Oh, you know I'm from and then she calls whatever state she's from. She was like, me and my dad and my brothers, we go hunting all the time. And that's how you just aim a deer here and here. And thinking like, girl, I don't want to be your target. But she just, she ended up being the, she ended up being the expert shooter. And then we had, you know, everybody else took whatever uh, certificate or uh, award they needed to take. And then, you know, we all had to go through this crucible. It's this three-day thing where you... They give you three MREs, which are meal ready to eat, you can Google those, and they're like three packets of food, and you only get three for that uh that time frame you're in. You're going through the crucible. The crucible really pushes you. Like mind you, imagine running on one thing of food and everything of that sort, and you're like trying to manage your food. <laughs> Like, it was just... Now, when I look back, at it, it was a really beautiful experience. You know, when you're in the moment of something, you're just like, oh, I can't wait to get done. But you just got to, like, live. You got to crawl in the mud. You got to... You're not worried about your hair getting dirty. You go learn martial arts. You're kicking people around. You're boxing. Like, it was physically... It was really... Uh, it was challenging, but you, you learn a lot about yourself. And uh, actually, in boot camp... At the, towards the end of boot camp, you know, uh, I guess I can conclude this episode with this. You know, as you start getting on different levels in boot camp, because first you're kind of like called baby baby recruits or whatever it is, so you're just the drill structures are just kind of like going in on you do whatever as you start getting to like phase two, you know, they start lighting down a little bit because you're like getting closer to becoming a Marine, you're maturing, you know, they still go off when you don't know how to act and then the third phase where they're kind of like you know st- letting you because now you should have known your routine you get up in the morning when they say light you they just you know like phase three they will come in they will just say lies put it on and they'll go back in there like their little drill instructor room and you already know to get your uniform on get everything on so they were really easy going and um one thing i i took from that experience like i said to abu came i thought the this Asian Joe instructor, I just thought she hated my guts, like everything about me. Uh, she ended up choosing me for her, you know, each of the Joe instructor chooses their team for the Crucible. So when she chose me, I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't hate me as much. <laughs> but she was like in my behind the whole boot camp. So I remember after the Crucible, you were like officially a Marine. They give you their your EGA, the Eagle Globe and Anchor uh, insignia thing that Marines have. Like I said, to make all this make sense if you're interested, just go on YouTube and you can see some of the ceremonies and see what takes place. So she, you know, she gives that to me and you're tearing up because you're like, yo, I've been through three months of this. I made it through. I wanted to quit, but I didn't quit. And uh, once she was done, they gave you like this warrior's breakfast. Mind you, through our boot camp to keep the females and stuff in shape, we were not eating anything with like sugar and cinnamon buns, all that stuff. we weren't getting out of that. We were eating, like, healthy food and stuff that will keep our energy up. So the Warriors breakfast, you had, like, cinnabons and honey buns and things you haven't eaten in three months. And that stuff even ended up hurting our stomach, you know. It's so weird. You think you can't live without certain foods, and you realize the human body is more disciplined than we know. So, long story short, so we're in the cafeteria, and, you know, now you're sitting with your drill instructor who you just went through the crucible with or... Everybody's sitting together, but you get to sit with them. You just got to get to talk to them, human to human. And I was just telling her, I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought you were a robot the first day I met you. And everybody started laughing, like, yeah, because you all were ruthless. You know, but they were always on point with them. you could tell she was, like, really not only disciplined, but really loved her job as a Marine and as a drill instructor. And uh, so we were just talking. And then I remember one of the recruits asked her, and this is, like I said, I'll conclude with this because this is something she said that really impacted the next training I went to after boot camp and one of the recruits asked her, they said, you know, uh, ma'am you, uh, why did it seem like you hated, you know these so much or whatever which was me and I turned to her so I was like, yeah, I want to know because everybody was knew like you hated me and this is what she told me, she was like no, I didn't hate you She was like, what I didn't like about you, you were very inconsistent. She said, some mornings you'll wake up and you will be like, this is your morning to like be great or give your all. And she said, I'll be observing you and I'd be like, yo, and that's what you call a Marine. Like I would want to fight beside her or, you know, the level of strength and tenacity and, you know, like her ability to get everybody together and get things done. And she was like, and I'll be like, yes, you know, I'll be, and she was like, in my head, I'll be cheering you on that day. Like, come on, jump over that, that, uh, jump over that, um, whatever obstacle or whatever it is we're doing. She said, then the next morning I would, would say lights and try to go exercise. And, and maybe that wasn't the morning you felt like doing anything. So you wouldn't, you would give half She said, but what pissed me off the most is even your half were some people's 100%. So I'm just, she said, she used to be looking at you like every time I look at you, I'm like, what's wrong with this girl? She was like, so it's like I just had to keep pushing you to know like you cannot be inconsistent with doing things that you have to do, you know? I remember she had made me the knowledge recruit. So that's basically the person who, because we still had to do academics and stuff, but I always got really high grades. And so she was like, you know what? You're going to be the knowledge recruit. So it's like every chance you get as a knowledge recruit, you keep repeating M- Marine Corps history, Marine Corps rank to the platoon as you're cleaning up or doing anything, then you just bring it up just to keep letting them learn all the ranks and stuff because they all get tested on that. So we'll all probably be getting our uniforms ready. Then I would probably just jump and be like, recruits, come down to Marine Corps. And everybody will repeat would repeat recruit the commandant in Marine Corps is so so and so and they'll be like recruit you know the marine Corps was founded in everybody will repeat it so that way the knowledge you know stuck in their mind so when it was time for us to take an exam or do an inspection when they were questioning them this is something they already knew you know so if, uh going back to the breakfast so she was like yeah she was like that's why I've made you the knowledge recruit because she was like not only were you smart and you could like You know, really focused, but you knew how to really, you know, get people amped up and do whatever. She said, but then I didn't like that inconsistent stuff. And she just told me, she said, you know, just give it a try to be consistent in something for a long time and just see how it turns out. But I kid you not, I took that advice. And then the next training I went to, I put it to use. And I kid you not, it did not fail me. Let me go ahead and close this episode here. And I'll see you next week so I can elaborate more on how that advice changed my life. Till next time, God bless.